Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer, and it is Thanksgiving weekend, and I want to wish you all a blessed, blessed, although partially belated, happy Thanksgiving, and may the Lord bless and keep you moving forward from here, and may you also spend some time looking into your heart and finding all of the millions of things that we truly need to be thankful for. And I am thankful that you are joining me here today on Rural Radio Series XM Channel 147, where the only place where the hot rod farmer, the guy from Cat Swamp Road, is heard. And as you know, we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with an encore Sunday at 6 p.m. I almost forgot the time my show encores. That's not good. And it's also available as a podcast the following week on FarmMachineryDigest.com and all other major podcast hosting sites. And, you know, we've all experienced in life the confusion of doing something correctly to the best of our ability and even beyond the best of our ability and just do it right on the money and it turns out wrong. And that is often so, so confusing, whether it's with a crop, whether it's taking care of a a, a child or an animal or anything that you could do in life, right? And uh, oftentimes that does happen and we have to sit and we scratch our heads and say, how can this all be correct? I can't see anything. If if I had the, the ability to do it over again, I wouldn't do anything differently. And yet it turned out wrong. Well, the charging system on your equipment feels your pain because oftentimes that's what happens. The battery is good, the alternator is good, the voltage regulator is good, the wiring is good. Everything checks out. It checks out the way it's supposed to be. It's doing nothing wrong. But yet, the net result, the end result is that you either have a weak or a dead or partially dead battery. So how can that be? If everything is correct, how can that go wrong? Well, that's life, right? But its charging system is a little bit different than life, so I have to really take that statement back. And that is going to be the topic of today's episode. Why would a battery go dead when you cannot find anything wrong? And when I say dead, I mean it could be weak, or completely go dead and keep in mind as our equipment adds more and more electronics to it it's going to be very very sensitive to a weak battery and it will it may not run properly or may not even start a run or the onboard electronics may not work properly so there's a lot of things to be confused about there but we will get to the bottom of it today in the next half hour you'll understand what you need to do to diagnose that and also how what you need to do so it does not happen right and there's no repair that is necessary so how can you fix something without a repair well that is going to be something you're going to have to wait to hear about after our short sponsor break and never forget agriculture runs on machinery but not dead batteries Transform your environment and melt into music channels curated to calm. Fade into the lo-fi haze of chill hop. Relax with soothing new age sounds inside spa. Or lose yourself in the electronic ambiance of tranquil. 
Explore these channels and more across Sirius XM and in the Sirius XM app. Just search Relax. The Voice of Agriculture, Kansas Farm Bureau. Foreign investors of farmland are required to report their investments by the Agricultural Foreign Investment Disclosure Act, and the USDA has released the latest report from that. USDA publishes the results from those reports from the two years prior. So the most recent data we have is 2021 data. In 2021, 40 million acres or 3.1% of all privately held agricultural land was owned by foreign investors. Farm Bureau economist Danny Munch says Canadian investors own the largest portion of foreign held U.S. farmland at just under 1%, followed by the Netherlands, Italy, the U.K. and Germany. China, by the way, is 18th on the list. And almost half of all foreign-owned ag land in the United States is timberland. Learn more on the Market Intel page at fb.org. And listen again here for more from the Voice of Agriculture, Kansas Farm Bureau. Real Ag Radio is Canada's only daily radio show focused on agriculture. Get expert advice on Agronomic Monday. Tuesdays and Wednesdays will cover a broad range of issues. Thursday, we'll hear from farmers across the country on the Farmer Rabbit Fire. And we'll wrap things up Fridays with the Real Ag Issues panel with Kelvin Hepner and Lindsay Smith. Join us Monday through Friday at 4.30 Eastern. And don't forget about the replay at 7 in the morning on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer. And, you know, we've all experienced, as I was saying in the opening segment, a charging circuit. Well, it could be on a, a piece of farm equipment. It could be on an irrigation pump. It could be on anything, a vehicle. And everything checks out, but yet the battery goes dead or is on the verge of being dead and becomes very very weak and then causes a problem maybe the piece of equipment does not start you'll keep in mind that in all electronics and you know specifically today there's what is called a threshold voltage that it needs to the electronics need to see a minimum voltage for them to function so if you have a a modern engine and it's fuel injected either gasoline or diesel which it would be unless it's let's say on a lawn tractor or something or an irrigation pump then even though it cranks over and it may sound like it's cranking fast enough to you but it does not want to fire and start because it will not open the injectors or pulse the coil and that is a mystery to you because you say, Jesus, things it's cranking pretty fast. We're cranking good enough. It's not cranking very fast, good enough where it should fire. But it all comes to that threshold voltage. And that's why it's so important to understand that the condition of the battery and the cranking speed, so it's a bacon and eggs deal. It's the condition of the battery and then the voltage that's getting to the starter and then the cranking speed all has to be within specification for an engine to start today a modern electronically controlled engine and i always repeat gasoline or diesel whereas years ago if you got to go and she can she you have a good chance of it possibly lighting off whereas today it will not be now the other thing before we get into these diagnostics is uh keep in mind that when you're dealing with electrical circuits, 
that the cranking motor, we call it the starter, but it's actually called the cranking motor, is a bully. It's a pig. It's a hog. It's going to take whatever electricity that battery has. So it's going to take, it's going to bully it. It's going to bully the rest of the components on that piece of equipment. And it's going to take as much as it could get because it wants, it's the strongest demand. And it's going to bully that out of the battery. So even though it may sound like it's cranking acceptably, all right, not great, but acceptably, you're saying, yeah, this thing should fire off, right? It stole so much electricity that there's very little electricity left in that circuit, the battery, because its proper name is a storage battery, because that's what it does. It truly does not make electricity. Yes, there's electrolyte in it that works with the lead, well, they're not really lead anymore plates, but it's true its official name is a storage battery because the power comes from the alternator and it gets stored in there so just like a checking account right the checking account you have to go to work and make money and put it in a checking account and it's stored there all right so hopefully it's stored there it doesn't go flying out right because somebody hacked it so when you deal with electronics is that whatever is the biggest drain is going to bully the rest of the systems and maybe not leave enough of it there enough of it there meaning enough electricity there for in simple terms for the other circuits to function so now that we have that under our belt so we have to just to recap here we have threshold voltage and we also know that the electrical system the biggest consumer of electricity on that system and on an engine it's going to be the cranking system that it is going to steal and hog whatever it could get to hopefully crank that engine over and a certain cranking rpm in our recap and a certain threshold voltage needs to be met because if it doesn't if that threshold voltage is not met the electronics all are shut down they're not ruined they're shut down they just don't function so you have an engine that is cranking and will not pulse the injectors and if it's an an, a spark ignition engine pulse the injectors and also pulse the ignition coil all right now let's turn the clock back a little bit because we always have to look where we came from to know where we're going right that's to my contention the world according to ray right but why not from cat swamp road but uh that you know today we don't want to look backwards we don't want to see where we came from so that we could know where we got to go all right we just want to go forward we want to be woke right let's destroy all the history of america let's do everything here and just let's start again let's rewrite everything the way we want it which is not which is not true right you have to the history is history that's what they call it history his story his story history the person's story the world's story but i remember when i was a kid my father had a hydrometer and we would go around and we would check all of the batteries that we had here on the farm whether it was in the car or the truck or a tractor or what have you and we would take a he would take a specific gravity reading of the electrolyte now remember electrolyte in a battery is the water which is supposed to not be well water it's supposed to be deionized and uh, and and uh what's the other term i forgot but anyway you're not supposed to use well water and you're not supposed to use water that goes through a water softener but that's going to be another show especially when i think of um, uh, the term for the other type of water that you need the type you buy in a store not to drink but uh that's that's very technical right but anyway 
So, and that's mixed with the acid, and that works with the lead plates in the batteries. They said they're not lead anymore, and they uh, store electricity. So now he would take a hydrometer reading, and hydrometer reading is specific gravity. I've done a show a while back about taking the specific gravity of your tank mix partners in your sprayer, which, which the, the industry doesn't really do, all right, because the flow rate of the tips on the sprayer are all based on water-specific gravity, not on something that's heavier than water. So he would take the specific gravity of the battery, and then he would look. He either had a chart that was in the in the sleeve or the box that held the hydrometer, or lots of. I think we had a hydrometer that was that the scales were all marked on there, and he would say, "Oh, Butchie," because that's my nickname, because my dad's name was Ray. So on the farm here in the community known as Butchie, and said, oh, the batteries are almost 100% fully charged, or 70% or 50%. And this was a great mystery to me. How can you go like this? I mean, if you put a voltmeter across the battery or something, they could say, all right, fine, that makes sense. How can you look at the specific gravity of, of this liquid, which I didn't even really understand specific gravity, but look at taking this clear liquid in this tube and then understand how, what the condition of the battery is. And look, oh, this battery is dead, right? And the fact of the matter is it took me years to understand it. But very simply, because this is a radio show, we have no, no charts here to show you, but electrolyte in a battery is approximately 1.26 so a little bit more than one and a quarter, 1.26 times as heavy, which is specific gravity, which is based upon water, as water at the same temperature. So a battery that is considered 100% charged, fully charged, will have a specific gravity of 1.255 to 1.275. A battery with 75% charge will be around 1.215 to 1.235 and then we'll stop here at a 50% charge so basically 50% right half full half empty right so half dead battery has a specific gravity of 1.80 to 1.20 so what that is showing is the amount of charge so the first thing here I'm going to ask you to do is dig out your old hydrometer for your battery if not buy a new one they have new ones that are electronic they're a little bit more sophisticated their temperature they automatically temperature correct because the temperature so if you're up in manitoba and it's 20 degrees below zero f all right then that battery specific gravity is going to be lower than it than the reading with it's 70 degrees so those readings i'd given you were at approximately uh, ambient temperature of 70 degrees f fahrenheit now what you would need to do is start to go back now you may say well these batteries are sealed a lot of them are not sealed they look like they're sealed but if you have the ability to check specific gravity you're going to need to check that as a maintenance for all of your farm equipment batteries and everything that is on the farm you have to go back to the old ways right (laughs) now the thing is that but that's not what I spoke about in the intro here. I said, he's doing everything right. And the battery, well, either read through the specific gravity, is very, very weak. And how can that be? Well, there's two ways that it could be, all right, because we're under a proviso that everything in a charging circuit is good. All right, so it could either have what is called a parasitic drain or 
we cannot have enough of a charging duty cycle. Ah, it sounds like a complicated engineering term. No, 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 it is not. And what I will do is I will explain what those two are right after this short sponsor break. You know, sometimes in life we get so busy, we really don't even know where we are. Sometimes you kind of got to look behind you to see how far we've come. Walking down the sidewalk this week with Hall of Famer Joe Beaver, we were talking about 2019. That was the first year we actually put Cheyenne Frontier Days on the Cowboy Channel. That was the first event. And for that year, it was one rodeo. And then COVID in 2020. And we got our legs underneath us in 2021 here at the Cowboy Channel, and we have been rocking and rolling, and it's all thanks to you. We appreciate you watching and buying the app, and sending us those words of encouragement, whether it's through an email, a letter, or face-to-face on the street when we come to your event. Keep up the good work, Cowboy Nation. We appreciate you riding along with us. And I promise you, we're very excited about the future at the Cowboy Channel. Stay connected with the latest in agricultural policy, markets, weather, and more with Agriculture of America. Join me, Jesse Allen, the host of AOA, each weekday as we have a conversation about what is happening in rural America and agriculture news from around the world. Join the conversation on AOA, Agriculture of America. Every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Central on Sirius XM, Rural Radio, Channel 147. Max Armstrong here, one of the voices you've heard quite a while on Rural Radio. I hope you'll catch the program we bring you this week in agribusiness. Join Mike Pearson, meteorologist Craig Solier, and myself Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8 Eastern. Right here on Rural Radio, exclusively on Sirius XM 147. Check out the Territorial Rodeo Updates Top 5 Countdown right here on Rural Radio, Sirius XM 147. All right, welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. You have to recognize that modern equipment, vehicles, what have you, has a lot of onboard computers. And these computers, even though when the engine is shut off, the piece of machinery is shut off, have what's called the keep alive memory, K-A-M. Think of it like the digital clock in a radio in your truck or tractor or the stations that you pl- that you programmed into the radio that you shut the vehicle off and still this, you turn it back on and the station memories are there that's what's called the keep alive memory so you have to keep you have to you have to recognize is that there is this parasitic drain this slight drain on the battery when everything is shut off and the more microprocessors a piece of equipment has like a modern farm tractor or a modern combine or what have you it's going to have more of a parasitic drain so over time even though it's minute it is going to be like a slow leak on a tire right it's not going flat right in front of you it's a slow leak on a tire so if you let this piece of equipment sit for a long time it is going to start to drain the battery even though there was nothing wrong with everything with anything at all okay oh, the, before the break with the term i want to think of i had brain i would uh, whatever my brain froze is distilled water 
you need distilled and or deionized water to top up the top off the electrolyte in the battery not tap water from either rural water from your well from the city water or anything specifically if it goes through a water softener because there's a salt there's a salt content in there all right so that's distilled slash deionized water now what basically happens, we have so we were saying there's nothing wrong with this piece of equipment. Checks out 100%, right? But the battery goes weak. Now, what happens other than the parasitic drain is that the duty cycle of the charging system, they say I said that term before the break. What's duty cycle? The length of time that the engine is running and running at an RPM level that will spin the alternator fast enough to give it sufficient output to recharge that battery from its parasitic drain. So let's say that your wife, and I'm going to use my wife as an example, all right? She has a Ford Escape. So when she commutes to work, that's not a problem because it's 55 miles each way, so 110 miles a day. So she's running that engine at higher speeds on the highway, and it gives that alternator, because you have to remember, regardless of this engine, the system, that the alternator output is keyed to, to RPM. So alternator RPM, and then there's a ratio of the pulley on the alternator to the crankshaft, how it's driven. So there's a pulley ratio there to spin the alternator at a certain rate. Now, it is a compromised ratio in all applications because if you're, let's say, you're running a semi and you're running it at high RPM for a diesel, right, for a long period of time, is that you don't want to to hurt the alternator because if you spin the alternator too fast what will happen it'll build a lot of heat internally and actually the solder will start to fly off of it that's happened to a lot of race car guys they put a they put an auto parts store alternator on it and they spin the motor at seven eight thousand rpm in a drag strip and the alternator grenades all right so force flies apart or the solder flies out of it which you would wouldn't think would happen but it would so on a production farm tractor piece of machinery vehicle there's a compromised pulley ratio now keep in mind that most applications they whether it's a farm tractor or a road vehicle is that they look to they look to slow the engine down they call it down speeding so they have overdrive transmissions they have all these different aspects and they down speed the engine to save fuel and to keep noise down and to minimize wear so now you put this together so let's say that you have a loader and uh and you using it to feed cattle to move to, to move hay bales around what have you and this loader starts right you started with the glow plugs and with the intake air heater and you run it and you uh alternator is working everything is working it has some onboard electronics so there's a parasitic drain when the loader is shut off but you run it every day right to feed the cattle so but you never bring the rpm up high enough long enough for that alternator output to be strong enough because of rpm there's nothing wrong with the alternator the voltage regulator to recharge what you've taken out of the battery over time as a parasitic drain so it's like a slow leak plus the drain of starting the engine many times a day 
or twice a day, whatever it may be. Very common, like I said, my wife's Ford Escape. Nothing against nothing wrong with the vehicle. So when she's on summer vacation and she doesn't go more than three or four miles to town and goes to the store, comes back here, goes to the, to, to the nail salon, tanning salon, goes there, whatever, she goes right to the gym, right, comes back. And then the fact of the matter is that car is experiencing a lot of startings uh, and because it's, it goes short duty cycle. And then also, using that scenario, you take this and move it into whatever is going to be application-specific for your farm, is that it has a a six-speed overdrive transmission. So even when she's going the five miles to town, all right, and it's in sixth gear, and she's going 60 miles an hour, the engine's only spinning maybe 1,700, 1,800 RPM. So the amount of duty cycle, the length of time that that alternator is at a higher RPM, uh, to put to increase its output to recharge that battery from the starts and stops and the short runs and the parasitic drain even though she may be using it every day is that over time it's like a slow leak in the tire as i was saying the battery gets weaker and weaker and weaker so what do you do about this well you're not going to go and take your piece of equipment and run it up and down for 10 hours all right, so you need to, to recognize that, and there's two ways you could confirm this. We're talking about a weakened battery from, the, from a short duty cycle runtime. You could buy yourself or have a battery charger, and let's say we go into a, into a, uh, a sequence, say we have once a month I'm going to charge this, and you're going to put it on a low rate of charge and see how many amps it's taking. For instance, I put my wife's escape and it's got a good battery crank sounds like a crank's fine and everything not going dead but i put on the battery charger after two months of her doing short trips and it's charging three to four amps for 24 hours then it's a new battery to bring it up to snuff now keep in mind that when you buy a new battery i don't care you go to john deere you go to whatever you bought it, whatever you buy a battery for that battery is is quasi fully charged but it is designed, it is meant for you to put it in, in an application that will give it enough high high out, alternator output duty cycle to bring it up to 100%. It may be only at 75 or 80% when you install it brand new, all right? And it's counting on the use of that battery to allow the alternator to charge it up to 100%. So that is why it is so important, specifically in the winter, for you to check the specific gravity on your batteries. And if you cannot check the specific gravity because you don't want to, you don't have a hydrometer, or it's not a battery that you could open it up, then just get into a routine of putting it on a battery charger. And that's a backdoor approach. If you put on a battery charger and it's taking three or four amps, five amps whatever right for five six seven hours then that specific gravity is low because that battery is depleted and what you're doing is you're depleting and then when you get a real cold snap or something happens all right that battery is not going to have enough of capacity in it to overcome that cold weather and it's going to give you a problem you say well what's wrong it's a new battery to charge your alternator is working everything is working well that's what it is you deplete it like depleting your checking account and writing checks and on with a battery a bounced check is it doesn't start because it gets below the threshold voltage so i want to thank you so much for listening 
listening and know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, my beloved America. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. Have a blessed day. Three-time ACM Entertainer of the Year, Carrie Underwood. Reflection, the Las Vegas residency. Carrie Underwood at Resorts World Theater, Las Vegas from November 29th to December 16th and March 6th to August 24th, 2024. Get tickets now at access.com. Carrie Underwood, live in Las Vegas. For VIP packages and more, visit CarrieUnderwoodOfficial.com. Economist delivers current conditions for the pork industry. With this American Ag Today update, I'm Jesse Allen. Partners for Production Agriculture's economist Dr. Steve Meyer said pig farmers have been dealing with losses worse than 1998. The real problem right now is that the prospects for next year are not a lot better. They're better, but not not anywhere near good. Uh, we have three situations that have one or more of three things have to change. We either have to get costs down. We have to get demand up or we have to get supplies tightened. One of the three. Of the three that Meyer listed, pork producers are only responsible for supplying the pigs. The costs are going to go down a bit from where they are this year, but they're still not going to be very low. I've, my model has $90 break-evens for that low-cost 25% of producers, and so that would put uh, uh, the average producer somewhere in the 96 range for next year. And if you look at the futures market, there aren't any profitable prices on there right now. With this American Ag Today update, I'm Jesse Allen. Tune in to Rural Evening News on Rural Radio, where we walk you through the headlines of the day surrounding agriculture, policy, and markets from around the world. It's an unbiased take on what's happening, so you can focus on growing the best crop. Rural Evening News, weeknight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, your agribusiness and Western lifestyle channel.